Exciting news, bookworms! Our first storyteller has a special Christmas gift he's willing to send out to a lucky listener who writes into the notbookpodcast at gmail.com. Unfortunately, this gift did not go as well as he thought it would have gone, and his wife and him have sort of been just packing it and unpacking it as they move from house to house. It's been uh, kind of like a floater toy, and let's just say he'd feel weird throwing it out because it's quite personal. Tune in to find out what it is and let us know if you'd like to take this thingy off of their hands. The contents of the notebook are for entertainment only. It is not meant to offend or hurt anyone. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit! Okay there. Story time! Hello and welcome back to the 36th episode of the Notbook Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Nana. And holy crap, 36. Yeah, wow. It's almost 40. That's a a long time. We've been doing this for how long now? Since April? Now is what month is it? Uh, What year is it? November. Oh my god, I thought it was October last week. That was really bad. I was yeah. making plans for October 16th. They're like, um, November, actually December 16th. Cause our, Don't you like, feel um, like October and November is going by like, yeah, like, it's just gone. Absolutely. Yep. I'm counting down to Christmas already. There's like it's 40 crazy. days left until Christmas. What the hell? What yeah. Happened? I mean, uh, I think yeah. it might be because Toronto got a lot of snow too. So it feels like christmas time already i i i love christmas i i'm already listening to christmas music but (laughs) what the hell is up with this weather i went (sighs) to sleep last week was it last last week and it was still like fall weather it was like 10 degrees the first day i wake up the next morning my entire backyard is covered in white there's like (laughs) five centimeters of snow outside i'm like how how long did i sleep for what happened winter upon us so in the city so i live downtown toronto mm. nana lives like richmond hill kind of up north so she gets like probably 10 centimeters more snow than we do in the city it's actually crazy yeah but it's so weird because we're only like a 30 minute drive away from each other but mm. anyways on monday we had the biggest snowstorm in november i think um in history mm. and in toronto like in the city we had 13 centimeters of snow which is insane so i don't even know how much you guys got we lost our stairs in the back okay yeah true yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> i uh, had to work from home because we didn't have our snow tires yet and oh no it would not have been a good idea because it was like it definitely not cold enough so it was slushy and super slippery so i had to shovel snow for the first time this year and i'm just standing there it was like november 6th or something yeah. November 7th. Yeah. i'm like why the hell am i shoveling snow on november 6th what's happening yeah. Why is this happening? And I was stupid. So I got my snow tires on that morning of the snowstorm. Uh-huh. And I had a meeting in Niagara Falls, which is like 200 or like 150 kilometers away. GG. So, and, you know, we texted each other. We're like, yeah, snow doesn't look too bad. Let's go. And like the snow hadn't stuck to the ground. But you're mm-hmm. right. Like it was melting. So it was slushy and icy. Anyway, yeah. so I got these snow tires in. I, I opted for the higher quality ones, thankfully. 
because when I went to Niagara, there was obviously traffic, so it took me five hours, but that's besides the point. So my GPS likes to, you know, take the faster route, obviously, which is th- I'm thankful for. It takes me off into a country road in this snowstorm. Oh, no. It was so bad. I couldn't see the road. I had to turn left on. So, like, my GPS told me to turn left, and I look left, and it was, like, white. And I was like, what? what? Where where's the road I have to turn right on? <laughs> well, I was going like thirty kilometers an hour, but my snow tires are so good. If I didn't have them, I definitely would have died. It was a it was definitely a, a life changing moment for me. It was actually a good thing that you got your snow tires. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we met, and we were all like, mm, we probably shouldn't have come out <laughs> in this snowstorm. There was nobody at the restaurant. There was like one person in her pajamas probably like the owner of the restaurant <laughs> who's oh like keeping up yeah it was insane and the place that i went to it wasn't niagara it was like a small little town half an hour away from niagara so yeah. some of the places didn't even have power because the storm was so oh, bad crap. yeah it was craziness but um i'm alive and we're all alive there's a lot of snow out here and but... uh, it's only November, so just wait until it's January, February, and yep. uh, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully that means like an earlier spring. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. Yeah, Charlie hates so. it too. Yeah, it's usually it's snowing <laughs> until like March now in Toronto. Yeah. Sometimes in April. Last year it snowed until April. So it did. Only five more months of this to go. Yay! Only five more months of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. I should probably start putting up my Christmas stuff. At least that'll make me happier. Yeah, I'm not allowed to until December. <laughs> you cut me off. Christmas music is fine for now. You can wait until December to put up the Christmas tree. Oh, it's too funny. Well, Kevin's not going to be home, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yes. I'm also not going to be home, so uh, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Can I come yeah. decorate your house then? Yes, you can. Okay. You can come live here while I'm gone for okay. three weeks. So I'll decorate your house. You're going to come yeah. back to like Santa Claus. I'm going to be like, what? Claus. Harry Potter. <laughs> Somehow it's going to be a Harry Potter winter house theme. Every time you open the door, it's dun 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 dun. Oh, God. Dun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, boy. What did you prepare for us this week? I have some really interesting stories i have two horror stories and a tear-jerking love story so be ready for that what about you oh man i have three horror stories they're all pretty interesting one of them kind of relate to and then one's a pretty serious topic that i want to talk about so yeah okay well yeah we'll open up a discussion okay let's get started So this is my first story, and this is the one that um, was pretty interesting, and I've always wondered what this thing was like. Um, Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll see. We'll see. We're going to learn. So this was shared by someone named Tigglebitties, and I'm going to name him (laughs) Timmy. Okay. So here's some background context. So Timmy has never been really good with romance. I mean, he tries really hard, okay, Mm -hmm. but just not natural at it. Um, second thing, this is Timmy and his wife Christine's first Christmas as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Number three, Timmy and Christine have just recently moved out into their own f- house. So before mm-hmm. they used to live with their parents. Right. Um, so you can imagine lots of romping, right? Mm-hmm. Number four, Timmy and Christine are pretty much broke because, you know, they bought a house 
but they're doing okay. And Timmy saved up for Christmas by making a strict budget for himself prior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then number five, Timmy travels a lot for work. Okay. Mm. Okay. So these are all the background context information. So Christine's birthday is actually two days after Christmas. Which kind of sucks. So she always hated this because, yeah, it takes away from the two distinct holidays, right? So, like, usually the family will celebrate Christmas with her birthday. Right. But not one. Yeah, because, like, you can't really. It's expensive, you know? Yeah, and you really get that special, like, treatment for your birthday. Yeah. Because everyone is like, oh, Christmas. Christmas, exactly. Yeah, so anyway, so she only celebrated Christmas because it's hard to hold two celebrations so close to each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, I don't really blame her for being upset about that. It's mm. just... Anyways, okay, so Christine and Timmy just bought their first house together mm-hmm. and they moved out from their parents' house. So they never really realized how much shit you need on your own. Mm-hmm. So they're missing a lot of like boring but vital things, okay? Mm-hmm. So being the romantic and practical man that Timmy is, he thought way ahead and decided that he was going to make this her best Christmas slash birthday ever. Right. So he started listening to her occasional hints like, fuck this broom, we need a damn vacuum. Or <laughs> fuck, we don't own an ironing board. How can I wear this wrinkly shirt? Or oh damn, I, re- I really wish you didn't have to leave on your business trip. Okay, he said he tried to type that in a sexual tone. Because uh. like, they, yeah, they just moved in together and he was always traveling for work, so... You know, he she was she was just horny, and then she'll say things like, "I need new clothes," and so there's a bu- like a bunch of little hints that she gave. Too many her hints. What do yeah. I take? <laughs> but okay, this is where Amazon comes in. So yeah. he puts everything from the little hints on his Amazon cart, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just little presents. Um, you know, fancy Dyson vacuum, add to cart, ironing board, add to cart. He left everything Damn. in the cart and then just waited just in case something caught his eye in real life. Mm-hmm. And one day he drove by a sex shop by their house and stopped in because why not? And she was horny, right? Right. So he's wandering around and he found the only thing that would ruin Christmas. Oh boy. A do-it-yourself cock replica dildo molding kit. Oh no. Okay, no. so I've seen this thing every time I go into a sex shop. And I always no. think, who the fuck is buying this? Like, is this a serious gift that someone is giving well we're about to find out yeah absolutely (laughs) so at the time he thought it was perfect she doesn't own any sex toys she misses him when he's gone and what could possibly be better than having a part of him there literally Uh, yeah lots of things yeah (laughs) all the things in the shopping cart that you have on amazon (laughs) absolutely and he thought it was hilarious and would be a great joke kind of kinky in case it does go over better than a joke but it was $50 okay yeah it's expensive anyways it's getting close to the shipping deadline so he revisits the Amazon cart and the total was way too expensive so he had to make some sacrifices Mm. so obviously the vacuum and ironing board take top priority the camera she wanted dropped to third place but still there's a substantial pile of gifts that she would love Mm -hmm. and then he forgot her birthday in the budget Again, so the year before that, Christine gave him shit after he spent all his cash on Christmas and only got her a card for her birthday. Damn. So he was like, shit, I'm going to put that birthday back in the budget. So he knows that she loves shopping for clothes. So he decided to split his Christmas birthday budget in half, put half on a Nordstrom gift card, Mm -hmm. and then had to clean up his pile of Amazon items again. So look through it. Necklace. Nope. Sorry, delete. Camera. 
No, I gotta stay practical. She doesn't even Del- use the crappy one she currently has. Delete the dick mold. Uh, well, he already bought that, so oh. can't, unfortunately. And then he goes, should I swap the Dyson for a knockoff cheaper Dyson vacuum? No. No, yeah. <laughs> so he kept that. And then he made the presents fit in his suddenly smaller budget. And then Christmas morning comes, and Christine got up before Timmy, made breakfast for him, and snuck a ton of presents for him under the tree. And this is when Timmy realizes his fuck-up. So Christine managed to work within their budget and get a ton of really sweet, thoughtful gifts. And he got her an ironing board, a vacuum, and a do-it-yourself cock mold dildo. (laughs) Yeah. So Timmy holds his breath, certain that she's going to just up and divorce him in the living room. Christine opens the gifts, and the most awkward silence settles on them when she realizes that, no, this was not a joke, and no, she is not getting anything else. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. So Timmy lets out a long sigh and says, I think I fucked up. (laughs) So it took about a year or two for her to be able to laugh about it, and yes, they did eventually make a copy of his dick. And yes, it is fucking weird to look at. And no, she is absolutely not into it. Not even a little bit. But there are lots of go fuck yourself puns from Christine for all of eternity. And he said that he found himself a keeper. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. How do you feel about getting a vacuum for Christmas? Yeah, I I was like reading this and I was like, "Mm." how do you, like, is that supposed to be a present for me so I can do more house chores? More house chores, yeah. Yeah. That's such like a, a, a even the ironing board because like yeah. technically that's also a chore. It's yeah, like getting like... you you laundry detergent. Exactly, I feel like <laughs> that's something that I would have gotten my mom when yeah. I was a kid. Right. Like thinking, oh, my mom wants a better better vacuum, so I'll get her a vacuum for Christmas. She'll be happy because it makes her life easier, and my yeah. mom might be happy about it because like I'm a kid and she actually needs it. But from your husband? Uh uh-uh, um, not <laughs> I, cool. Mm. Although Dysons are really nice, and I think uh, I'm at that age where I might appreciate a Dyson. I don't know, man. I'd rather <laughs> I, I I don't know about that one. I'd rather get socks. Oh God. You know, what like the f- I don't, I don't know. It's just a gesture. Like if you get me socks, you're trying to keep my feet warm. Oh, I guess but so. If you get me, get me a, a Dyson vacuum. You want me to clean me- more. Exactly. Mm, I or guess so. If he had gotten me a Dyson and then give me a card that said, "This Dyson comes with a one-year vacuuming service." Oh, uh, like, oh, it, that's cute. Yes, you're right. right. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it takes just a little bit more effort. Like I will yeah. give him credit that he's been listening to his wife and he's actually put in a lot of effort planning for her gifts. Right. It's just that oh, a little bit more it would have sufficed. I, yeah. I yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right, though. You should never give someone a gift that has to do with chores. Yeah. It's just sending the wrong message, man. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know about that one, bro. (laughs) Well, he knows he fucked up. Yes. And And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm I'm glad to hear that he can laugh about it now. And I'm sure his gifts in the future will be much better and romantic. You know what, girls? Just just tell him what you want, because... Yeah. I... I used to do that too. I used to, you know, give hints and he never gets it. 
Kevin but, would definitely buy me a, a Dyson vacuum. Yeah, so I used to say that I don't want anything because, like, most of the time okay. I genuinely can't think of anything yeah. that I want. Like, yeah. I have everything. I buy myself everything. Exactly, I need, right? yeah. So I keep saying it, and uh, for four years, Lehman has done really well with gifts. He's always gotten me something really nice. Not always expensive, but, like, really thoughtful gifts. Yeah. And the past, well, this year, my birthday, I said that I didn't want anything. Oh, no. So he didn't give me anything. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh, okay, sorry. No, he got me a card, and he got me a, like a, a sloth-shaped tea diffuser, like <laughs> like a silicon thing that you put in your cup to make tea. No. Except that it it kind of melts when it hits hot water. Oh no! So <laughs> at first, I'm like. Oh, actually didn't get me anything i wish is i my fault i guess because i kept saying i didn't want anything so i tried right. to use a tea thing and i never use it again oh and then God. he mentioned a couple of days later uh, earlier a couple of days ago he was like how come you never use a tea thing that i bought you <laughs> and i'm like bro it melts <laughs> oh this is too funny so, so, so yeah. now you don't say that you don't want anything no, no. yeah yeah, so now I, I told Oof. him, if you don't know what to get me, just get me, like, a gift card for Sephora or something. Oh, my or God, yes. Just That's anything. That's, like, the perfect gift for you. Yeah, just yeah, get me, like, about that. one lipstick with yeah. a gift receipt. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> oh, leave it. Yo, that's bad, though. I know. Maybe he was saving up, you know, because he had, like, a big gift to buy later on in the year. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. Oh, maybe he just bought that. Maybe she'll be she'll be happy. Yeah, you know, long term return, long term gain. Yeah, like I'm still buying you my bank account. <laughs> I'm sure she'll understand. Yeah, in the future. Yeah, in the future, now I understand. Well, anyways, thank you for sharing, Timmy, and answering all of my questions about this dick mold that I always wondered. What Did people it answer do with. all your questions? I have more questions um, um, about that. Actually. Not all of them, but like the majority of them. Like, is it weird that you're staring at your dick? Oh, you know what? My question was, do you have to have a boner when you do it? Because you obviously do. But then like it's a cold it's mold. So then it That's turns true. right. And then does it shrink while it's molding? But then Ugh. like how the fuck does it work? I don't know. And also, do you have to shave? Uh, ew! <laughs> <laughs> I would That's assume my question. So. Do you have would... shave? Wait, but you don't have hair on your shaft. Do... But then, <clears throat> I would well, imagine... makes, it makes it wider if it's. Yeah, but I, I would imagine <laughs> that it because you know how all like silicone dildos it comes with a little bit of the the sack. It's not just one. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. Oh God, Lehman's cousins listen to this podcast. Oh shit. Okay, let's move on. I'm Thank so you. <laughs> Hey, Smooch. Hey, Cal. All right, and now it's time for my first story of the week. And um, this one came from a throwaway account. Actually, my first two stories came from throwaway accounts. So I'm not going to even... Yeah, it's bad. So I'm just going to name him Tom because I don't hmm. know who he is. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Right. So Tom says, my sister-in-law who was 14 years old when she got pregnant. Oof. And when her parents found out about it, she panicked and lied and told them that I was the father. What? Yeah. 
Um, and obviously it wasn't, and that's why this story is here. So when this happened, when the sister-in-law told the family that he was, Tom was the father of her baby, Tom's wife left to be with her family, and uh, this basically broke up her marriage. Okay, hold on a second. Sister-in-law, that yep. means it's his brother's no, wife? No, his, his wife's little Oh, sister. his wife's little sister. Yes. What the so his wife's little sister got pregnant at 14 and told her family, so his wife's entire family, that what? her brother-in-law was the father of the... her baby. You were going to start off with some shit like this? Yep, oh, we're starting there. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. So, this was a complete nutcase for him, obviously. And uh, when this news broke out, for obvious reasons, his wife and also his sister-in-law's uh, dad was in rage. And uh, I got a lawyer right away, Tom says. And uh, Tom's lawyer told him that he needed to pack up all of his stuff um, and uh, stay somewhere where his wife and his wife's family wouldn't know where to find Tom. And boy, was he right. The next day, the apartment of Tom and Tom's wife, their old apartment, was broken into by his father-in-law, which is sister-in-law's dad, and uh, completely trashed it with a baseball bat. And Tom's neighbors called the police, and uh, obviously he ended up getting arrested, but bailed out by the mother-in-law the next day. Holy shit, man. Tom's wife's entire family constantly texted and called to say how horrible of a person Tom was. Tom's lawyer met with the family and their lawyer to tell them that Tom denied all accusations and that Tom wanted a DNA test done to prove that he was innocent. Good for him. And after all the meetings, the texts and calls, they switched to calling Tom a coward and accusing of him doing all this stuff because he was saying that the sister-in-law was lying and they were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did this and now you're accusing this 14-year-old little girl of uh, of lying about this whole thing but she wasn't lying though she was the one that was lying what i don't oh my god okay continue yep um so this went out for a few more days before the pressure finally broke his sister-in-law and she came clean and told everyone who the real father was being a 15 year old at her school and uh they he actually told her to make this to make something up and this apparently was the first thing that came to her mind yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, I probably should have talked to your husband about this whole thing. And at the same time, though, like, if your little sister was accusing your husband of impregnating her, like, what are you supposed to Um, do? I would like, have asked for a DNA test right away. Like, even right as away, her right? family member, just to be sure. And also, then you can actually make it, like, a real accusation. Exactly. But at the same time, though, it must have been such an awkward place for mm-hmm. her to be in. Right. Because, like, even if it's not true, like, my, how could my little sister make this shit up? Right. You know? Like, it's embarrassing on both sides for her. So I actually feel really bad for this girl. But... Right. Fuck. Anyway, so when this news came out, um, Tom still had to go through the whole bullshit of investigation and to show that he actually wasn't a secret child predator. Because she was only 14 years old. Right. And on top of that, Tom is actually self-employed. So he doesn't actually know the consequences of this whole ordeal on his, like, professional life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. But he did say that he'll definitely be pressing charges against the father-in-law for damaging his apartment. Right. And 
breaking in and threatening his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is the horror story of how this shit went down. That's uh, actually a horror story. What the f- uh, Like a real horror story. Yeah. He is not going to immediately divorce his wife. Um, he said that their marriage was amazing before this thing happened. I don't know. Like, he doesn't want to throw away this marriage because I'm stupid 14-year-old and her boyfriend made this shit up. But how do you um, go back to that when, like, she just fully abandoned know. the marriage and helped her family destroy know. his house and everything? Yeah, but Tom did say, he said, I've been seeing my wife a few times and I told her that I understand why she did what she did had to do um and that i still wanted to be with her given that i will not want to be around her father or her sister for a long time understandably um we could move in together again and then get a marriage council a marriage counselor and uh, she actually agreed to those terms and they have already been to a few sessions separately and uh, they're working on their marriage that's good I oh god I don't know I that's like he's definitely a bigger person than I am I don't think I could I mm-hmm. could because it's that's fucked <laughs> yeah this is actually a really fucked up story like that's... it's a situation that yeah like how does this like, shit happen <laughs> I guess for the fourteen year old she probably doesn't even know a lot of men in her life yet she's fourteen but yeah not six. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do when you're knocked up at 14? Your family is like, who is it? Like, yeah. Yeah. But, but come on. You, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. But knowing that you're going to destroy your sister's marriage and destroy someone totally innocent's life, yeah, it's well, pretty fucked she's up. Clearly, not a very responsible person. That's true. <laughs> so, she definitely didn't think that far. And right. I feel like. It wasn't just the pressure that broke her and, and uh, well, Tom mentioned that because he mentioned that he wanted a DNA test and they can find out exactly who the father is. She was like, oh crap, my life's going to be broken now because they're going to know and it's not my brother-in-law and that's why she said it. Right. Also, I want to believe that there's some part of her that realized how much this has affected mm-hmm, everyone else mm-hmm. and she wanted, she had a change of heart. Yeah, it might have just been like a lie that just went too far and Exactly. She didn't realize the damages. It was mm-hmm. gonna... Oh, man, mm-hmm. that was messed up. Well, yep. on that note, thanks for sharing this. We haven't Sorry had one. This, Tom. We haven't had one of these <laughs> real horror stories in a while, so. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, like, a funny story. It's just, like, oh, oh horror. Holy God. Thanks for sharing. things are better with you and your wife now, Tom. Here's my second story, a little bit more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Please, please. <laughs> so this is by a throwaway account too. Um, it's called One Time on a Beach. Okay, so oh, you can kind oh of my. imagine. Sandburn. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, more <laughs> than that too. Okay, so she goes, let me start by setting the scene. It's a warm and tropical night on an island far, far away. My hubby and I are blissfully waiting in the water and passing a flask between us. Oh, God. I want that. <laughs> we had been married less than a year at this point, and most of that year was spent doing long distance. So this vacation had been long awaited, and we spent most of it fucking like rabbits. 
obviously. Mm. Tonight was to be no exception. So my husband has never had sex on a beach and was eager to check it off his bucket list. So, yeah. So we finished off our flask for some liquid courage, walked down to the beach in search of a secluded area, and being the most popular beach on the island, this was no small challenge. So eventually, we came to an area with some trees that blocked the light from the surrounding buildings. And there was no one in sight, so we figured that this was the right spot, and then we headed for some trees. Now, I think we both expected that scene from a movie, hot, passionate sex under the night sky, the sound of waves covering words of passion exchanged between us. But... What what words are those? I love you. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Reality was not so kind to them, though. Mm -hmm. So first, let's start with the bugs. Everywhere. Some bit, some itched, others just buzzed menacingly. And also the sand. So you're right. Yeah, the sand, sand, sand burn. So it felt an awful lot like sandpaper as it gets into all of your cracks and crevices. And then proceed to rub against each other relentlessly. (laughs) And finally, the tree sap. So it's super sticky and somehow also sharp at the same time. But none of these things sent us to the ER. They just turned our night of passion into me awkwardly holding a tree while my husband got me from behind. Both of us trying really hard to just get through the whole experience and not fall into the small stream next to us. That we slowly realized smelled an awful lot like garbage and poo. Oh, God. Now, the real fuck up wasn't realized until the next day. We both woke up with incredibly painful sores all over our genitals. Oh, my fuck. God. Yeah, so cue the trip to the ER, where we have to explain this story about a dozen times. No one believes us, and three different nurses tiptoe around the possibility that one of us gave the other herpes. At the end of the day, we each get an extremely painful shot right in the ass and leave the hospital with a bag of pills that'll keep us company for the rest of our trip. Every single test came back negative, and all they can tell us is that we probably contracted some random bacterial something because apparently that beach is incredibly polluted. So, moral of the story, probably don't have sex on the beach, but if you do, definitely rinse your junk before you infect yourself with ocean bacteria. (laughs) oh my god i don't do you find sex on the beach sexy like is that an idea that arouses you no i i mean i guess like with baywatch and stuff it's like a sexy area but (laughs) i i just can't yeah i just think that there'd be like baywatch like when women and men run on the beach in slow motion yeah oh yeah I mean, wow. I don't, I don't know the sand. I just can't. I don't even like laying on the beach. Like when I go on vacation, I, I always think I want to lay by the beach, but I end up being by the pool. And I always get <laughs> well, like, even when you lay on the beach, you, you always put a towel down for that exact reason. Right, but there's still sand everywhere. You know, like you go into the water, you come out. There's sand everywhere. Like I can't even imagine yeah. actually rolling around in it. Uh, yeah. No. No. I mean, in oh hindsight, it's, it seems like it would be a nice romantic thing, but no, no, no. no. And the crabs and no. the bugs. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Ugh. This just confirmed that for me. Anyways. Yeah, well, now we know. <laughs> yeah, now we know. Guys, don't don't have yes. sex on the beach. On the beach. Yeah. No, no. It's not sexy. Yeah. Really. If any of you guys have had a good time on the beach, 
write us in. Let, Let us, us know. know. Yeah. So we can change our opinions. But otherwise, don't do it. Yeah, we'll yeah exactly. <laughs> Thank you for sharing one time on a beach. All right, now it's time for my second story of the week. And this is a, it's pretty funny, but at the same time, it's sad, but it's funny. Okay. I'll just start. So I'll name this girl Karen. Okay. Uh, it's also a throwaway account. So Karen says, my husband, for background and context, has had a long history of checking out other girls especially if they're showing any cleavage. Mm. He has openly done this in front of me, thinking that I wouldn't know. It's not as half as sneaky as he thinks it is. <laughs> he's done it to friends. He's done it to my sister. No! He's done it, obviously, enough that strangers, like waitresses, as well as people we know, have been uncomfortable. Stop! I've seen it. Yep. I've seen it so many times. But every time I tell him that I see you, he's always shocked that I could tell. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> but like we can always tell. Always. Like if your eyeball just shift half an inch to a girl's chest area, we can tell. Absolutely, like, it's like a spider sense or something. Even if you're like seeing it from your peripheral, we know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And as girls, we always know when we're being checked out. Oh, Even yeah. if it's a guy. Checking us out from behind. Yep. There's like a pair of eyes from the back of her neck just boop, open up. And you're like, I see you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So her husband always tried to play it off as being just zoned out. He'd be like, Oh, I was just zoned out thinking about something. It was, or, was creepy, uh, man. Mm -hmm. And or he would say shit like, Oh, I like her outfit or whatever. But she knows that it's all bullshit. Yeah. Um, and she says those conversations where I call him out and never really go anywhere because he either sticks to whatever the denial du jour is, or he says it's normal for guys to notice other women and it doesn't mean that he ever pursued them or anything. Mm. And she says, to be clear, I've never caught him in any inappropriate interactions with women. And I do not believe that he'll ever cheat. He doesn't see my point that ugly someone else while you're in a relationship is simply a shitty thing to do even if you're not trying to sleep with them. Right. So the point of that background is that Karen has more or less accepted that as a human, he is still going to notice other attractive women sometimes. And while she wishes that he would just at least be a little bit more discreet, uh, there's nothing much that she can really do. Right. For, for what it's worth, this is the only real problem for Karen in their relationship. Every other area is more than good, especially compared to her past relationships uh, before she met him. And uh, he does give her plenty of attention and uh, is very attracted to her and they have a great sex life. So this all is just back story. Okay. Here's a real story. <laughs> so Karen says, last weekend, we were on the highway and there was a gigantic billboard advertising Oktoberfest. Okay. And we all know those Oktoberfest events, the billboards are always off a picture of a woman holding pictures of beer <laughs> under her very large chest. Right. And the outfit is always one of those corsets over a low-cut blouse thingy so her bo bosom is always popped up. Right. So the image is cropped to show just her chest and the beer. And uh, Karen's husband was driving and they were on the highway. And as soon as Karen saw the billboard, she glanced over at her husband. And what do you know? He was gawking out the window. 
it was on the left side of the highway and uh we were on the right so his head was craned to the left oh instead God. of looking ahead <gasps> uh oh then suddenly we started drifting people were honking and he spun out of control <gasps> we were swerving between our lanes and uh the right hand lane on, on the right hand lane until he slammed the brakes but it wasn't in time to keep us from hitting the cement barrier on the side of the road oh my Remember, god this is on a highway right so when we came to a stop at an angle that was kind of sticking into traffic and uh right as we finally stopped i saw somebody hit another car no! so that was two other people at least two cars involved there were no injuries thank god and this was one of the scariest moments of my life. I legitimately felt that we were about to die. There was a decent amount of cars on the road, and it was a miracle that he didn't hit anyone and that no one was hurt. Wow. So state troopers came and shut down most of the lanes to sort things out. I uh, wouldn't bore you with the details about the insurance and repairs and whose fault, or blah, blah, blah. The exchange with the state police was uh, when they asked my husband why he lost control <laughs> of, of the vehicle. He said... Oh, I was just really tired, and I guess I started to fall asleep for a second. Oh my god. Does he have, like, an, a problem? Oh, definitely. <laughs> he has exactly two problems. <laughs> Left breast and right Right. <laughs> and Karen's like, nope. He'd had a normal night's sleep. It was early in the afternoon. He was wide awake, gawking at a giant pair of tits like a teenager. Oh god. Um... But I did not correct him in the moment in front of the police officer because I was absolutely mortified and furious with him. But I did not want to embarrass him like that. Right. The worst part was it wasn't just the two of them in the car. Their three-year-old <gasps> was also in the car with them. And when this happened, he was screaming and has been anxious to get in the car ever since. And uh, she was just like, I cannot believe that we got into this huge accident with our three-year-old in the car because my husband was staring at a pair of fake titties on a billboard. Oh, God. That's so yep. dangerous. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of asking the question with internet here. Uh, she says, I'm so exhausted of having the same argument about this issue. Of course, he's denying looking at the billboard but what can i do seriously i'm now afraid to be in the car when he's driving and uh, if this is all that it takes for him to lose focus and i think i will just stay home and she says how do i get him to see the severity of this it's just i don't know what to do yeah i don't blame you i mean right this actually seems like a real issue maybe psychological like he should get some help yeah. <laughs> I, I I think that he's definitely in denial. He's like, this is absolutely normal. I, I agree that it's normal for men to check girls out or vice versa. But to get that distracted is definitely uh, a problem. Issue. Especially when you know you have your three year old yeah. in the car. You're going to like crane your neck out of the way to look at a pair of paper boobs. Yeah, actually. Come on, man. That's a problem. Yeah, I think I think he needs some sort of therapy. I think so too. He needs he needs mm -hmm. like professional help. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. I don't even know what I would do because that's so dangerous. The poor kid. I didn't even yeah, it's shit that she was in the car too. Mm -hmm. But their son was in that's fucked up. Yeah. Poor kid. Yeah. Poor woman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Suggestion is for you to talk to your husband and maybe get him some help because 
I think that you've done all you can. Mm-hmm. And you've been more than patient and accepting, but it's time for professional help. I agree. Yeah. Good luck. Well, good luck <laughs> to you, Karen. And um, yeah, hope you sort this out. And this is my last story. So this is by someone named HX Fish. And this was a really interesting story and a little bit of discussion at the end of this. Okay, so let's let's start. So we're going to call him TJ. Mm-hmm. And this is about TJ and his crush, Sherry. So this happened when they were in, um, like, university. Okay. okay. So TJ had a crush on his friend, Sherry. And Sherry was at a training camp for her job. But she broke her hand and got sent home. Now, Mm -hmm. TJ at the time didn't know that she got sent home. So he asked her if she was still training with a broken hand, just kind of like making small talk. And she Mm -hmm. said, no, they sent me home. I have to go have surgery. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so this is where TJ starts his mistakes. So a light bulb clicked in his head and he thought of this as a wonderful and romantic idea to go home, which was a three and a half hour drive to go and see her and bring her flowers. And so he texted her, I'm coming home to see you. And she replied with, no, you aren't. You have work. And then he said that he had the today and tomorrow off. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I'm at my parents' house until later. So TJ said, well, I want to do this and not feel guilty about it. And she said, well, you don't have to. And you hate driving. The weather is getting worse and your car breaks out in the rain, remember? And TJ replied with, doesn't matter. You're that important to me. And he let her know around what time he was going to be in town. So it seems like, you know, he's looking to see her and try to make her feel better. But she's giving half-assed excuses, but not directly saying no. So I guess he continued to be persistent about it. So anyways, so she texted back. She said, it would take about three to four hours before I'm back in town. The meds knocked me out and my dad is going to help me grocery shop after since I only have one hand. And so Mm -hmm. she is like getting mixed feelings from Sherry and asked her up front. So would you like me to see you tonight? And she actually replied, yes. So then TJ was like, okay, back in the game. He's like, all right, I'll just go kill some time and watch a movie um, until you're back from grocery shopping, and then I'll come over. So around the time she was supposed to be back in town, so about three hours later, he sent her a text asking how grocery shopping was going, and she didn't reply. But it was cool. TJ just kind of figured out that she was with her dad still. So he waited another hour and sent another text asking if she was home and passed out. Mm-hmm. no response again tj figured she was so, still busy and then another hour passed and he sent her another message to let him know when she got home mm-hmm. and after that he went to the grocery store and bought some ingredients to make food to surprise her and then also got her flowers mm-hmm. and a get well soon balloon yeah so he like he really wanted to see her mm-hmm. sent her another text telling her that he was going to call her in a few minutes and when he called her it went to voicemail after two rings so It seemed like she sent him. Yeah. Then he sent another text asking if she was busy and still no response. So this is like the eighth text he sent um, with no reply. Yeah. I mean, he did drive three hours to see her and she said she wanted to see him. So exactly. But anyways, it gets worse. So about 15 minutes later, he called her again. And this time it rang all the way until a voicemail. So he left her a message that he was going to come over, drop some stuff off and then go back home. Mm -hmm. he got to her apartment and saw her car 
He walked to the door and heard the TV was on. Then he knocked and then the TV turned off. There was no answer at the door and he figured that she probably wasn't sure if there was a knock or not. So he knocked again and again, no response. So this was probably where he should have left, right? I wish he did. I'm like cringing so hard. So anyways, TJ gives her another call and and went right to voicemail again. So TJ thought to himself, maybe it was the neighbor's TV and she's just sleeping from the meds. So he called her again to hopefully wake her up so that he could at least give her the flowers and balloon before he left. Again, two rings and it went to voicemail. So he really should have left there. But instead he knocked on her door again, waited a minute, knocked again, no answer, finally decided to leave and start his three and a half hour drive home. I know, poor guy. After about 15 minutes of driving, he thought to himself, I really want to see her. I'll give her a call and let her know. Oh, TJ. Mm, Anyways, so he called her again. No answer. Left a voicemail saying he was turning around to come back. When he got close to her apartment, he gave her another call. Two rings voicemail. Tried calling again. One ring voicemail. At this point, Mm. he finally realized that she's purposely ignoring him. He called one more time to be certain that she was ignoring him. And again, one ring voicemail. Mm-hmm. so he sent her a text what did i do why are you ignoring me and she didn't say anything he gets to her apartment and went to knock no answer at this point he's a bit frustrated understandably that she said she wanted to see him but was now ignoring him he waited a minute and then knocked again then waited one last time and knocked no answer as he got to his car he received a text from her that said i had to take my medicine and lay down because i was hurting so bad but now you've successfully scared me. You don't go away. You woke me up and haven't stopped. What? Yeah. So TJ started shaking and immediately left after receiving that text because he realized how scary he became during that whole event. He tried to surprise her with flowers and a balloon and a home-cooked meal, but ended up looking like a serial killer. He's really ashamed and embarrassed at his actions, but in his defense, if she told him that she wasn't un- or she was uncomfortable, then he would have just left, you know? Instead, she chose to ignore him. And I mean, it doesn't mean that it was right for him to act like that. He was just frustrated, mm-hmm. but he was basically saying how real life is nothing like romance or drama movies. And his lesson was learned the hard way. He hoped that this story helped at least one person not make his mistake again. So, right. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, he's, it's not really his fault, though. I do, too. There was, there was a lot of miscommunication on both parts. Okay, so the fact that she said she wanted to see him, and then... Yeah. But also, she was she just came out of surgery, so she was probably drugged up, too. So it's probably true. not the right time to ask her questions like that. And also, I mean, yeah, it's. I think he was acting like this because he drove three and a half hours to see her. Right. Like if he it's almost like a a nice guy mentality. Yeah. Like, I did this for you. Why can't you just come see? Yeah, me? exactly. And and I feel like if it was like a twenty minute drive or something, you know, he would have just turned around. But mm. there was that investment, you know. But yeah, I feel like in movies, it's always like, oh, this is so sweet that he he turned mm. around and went back to see her. Didn't want to miss the opportunity. But yeah, dude, I would have called the cops. Yeah, that's true. And they weren't like. Together. no they're just friends like they're just yeah yeah so i mean it kind of like, sucks because like we watch all these romantic movies and they're not a reflection of real life yeah. at all yeah those movies aren't real people 
Yeah, and I feel like I know a lot of people that try to mimic it because they think it's the right yeah. thing to do. But if that shit actually happened in real life, I think, yeah, things wouldn't go that well. Mm-hmm. Anyways. It doesn't. Yeah. Life is sadly not a rom-com. Nope. Well, I don't know if it's a sad thing, but life is real. Yep. Sorry, buddy. All right, now it's time for our good love story of the week. And uh, I don't know if you're anything like me, but if you are, you're going to be weeping because oh. I uh, am still weeping. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is the story of Thomas and Irene. Um, and it starts with when Thomas Howard was just a little boy. He and his family moved four doors away from the love of his life. According to Thomas, he knew when he first laid eyes on Irene that she was the one that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. And so now this is Thomas now, he says, I was only about nine then. And when I saw Irene, I thought, what a lovely girl. Who thinks like that when they're nine years old? I hated it. Yeah, didn't you hate boys when you were nine? I did. Oh my God. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Who thinks like that? What a lovely girl. She's going to be my girl. This one, and my fondness for her grew since then, Thomas said. I guess it was different back in the day. Kids mature so much earlier. Oh, that's true. Because you'll be married when you're, like, 15. Yeah, that's true, actually. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're talking about... When was this? We're talking about, like, 80, 80 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, story continues. It wasn't long before Thomas and Irene became more than friends. As young teens... They would spend their time walking in parks together and sitting in the back row of the movie theater holding hands. Even though Thomas was good friends with her brother, Frank, he says that Irene was always what came first. Um, And uh, he says, I would regularly go around to Irene's house to call for Frank so we could go out to play. But Irene's mother got fed up with me turning up day after day. He He remembered. In the end, the mother joked, and said, it's not our Frank you want, it's Irene. And she was right. <laughs> and because he was so smitten with Irene, Thomas put his friendships on the line for her on more than one occasion. Wow. He says, I nearly fell out with a friend over Irene, but I like the opposition. The other lad said that Irene was going to be his girl. And I said, no, she isn't. She's my girl. Oh. Said Thomas. <laughs> Even though we both loved the same girl, we were still good pals. By 1931, Thomas and Irene were spending every waking moment together. Aww. But in, in 1941, the two were forced apart for some time after 19-year-old Thomas was called to care for troops in the front line in World War II. Mm. However, Thomas returned home safely and the happy couple reunited. They soon moved in together and wed in May of 1945. So this was this article was written a couple years ago. I think it was about five years ago. Oh. And uh, five years ago, the couple celebrated their seventieth wedding anniversary. Wow. Hmm. And uh, he says, throughout our lives together, we have only shown each other respect and good manners. And I think of a lot of young youngsters nowadays could learn a lot from that. The 93-year-old shared. So now, today, he would be about 98 years old. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and he said that respect and uh, patience, like good manners and respect, are the two things that kept them 
together and close to each other through thick and thin over the years. And he says, when I was a lad, I would always, uh, I was always taught to respect women. And if you saw a female in the street or one of your teachers, you automatically tipped your hat to them. Otherwise, it would be in trouble. Thomas recalled, <laughs> "I've always respected Irene. She's been my lifeline." I may have been wrong on certain issues, and so has she. But we always make up by the end of the day. Oh, that's so, so cute! Cute. Wow. Aside from respect and good manners, Thomas says that his undying love for his ninety-three-year-old wife, well, ninety-eight now, is something about his relationship that he has always and will always cherish. We're still in love all these years later. I still have her now, and I'm very proud of her. Thomas added. If I was fortunate enough to do it all over again, I'd marry the same girl every time. Oh my god, that is so cute! <laughs> wow, so freaking cute. There's like a short video clip of them together. Oh, and they're just like it? they're just like, yeah, they're just like best friends, and they're like she's still poking fun at him, and they're just so cute. And he's wearing a hat in this video, which is perfect. Because he talks about how he has to tip his hat off to all the women that in his life. Oh, just... that's so cute! <sighs> Sweetest. I feel like our, the men that are our age, they don't treat women the same way. Like I, oh no, yeah, I've never been. I've never been tipped at. Like no one's ever tipped their hat at me. It's like such a different generation. I was um. I went out for dinner with one of my customers, and he's like sixty. Uh-huh. So I I deal with a lot of like retiring people right right and oh my god he he walked me to my car he opened the door for me he he held my hand as i came out of the car he pulled the chair out for me he put my coat on for oh my god it was so cute but then if if a millennial saw him doing that they'd think that like it was a joke or something or he was like being sarcastic or he's your sugar daddy yeah yeah like they just don't understand yeah like they just think it's a joke when they have to be chivalrous and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Sad. <sighs> it is the lost art like, of. Yeah, that's a, a social class that we should have. Mm. You know. Yeah. Like now we're really like teach that ghosting people, Ugh. leaving them unread, God. fucking and chucking. Yeah. <laughs> Good. We've we've really grown as a society. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love well, it. Love it. Love our it. tolerance has grown. Let's look <laughs> yeah, at the positive too. side of things. <laughs> It'd be nice to be treated like that once in a while, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's always time traveling. That's true. Mm-hmm. Guess we gotta yeah. start working on that soon. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so cute. Yeah. It's always always happy to see older couples together and still in love 80 something years later it's amazing we'll share some pictures of them and uh, and the yeah. video clip okay. yeah we'll get the video clip too okay and that's the end of episode 36 we Woo-hoo! hope that you enjoyed this week's stories and if you did please rate subscribe and review us on apple Podcasts and let us know what you think if you didn't, come back next week. will be better. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and please let your friends and your family and your colleagues know about our podcast. And uh, please be our friend. Please. Please. Yeah. And we also want to hear yours and your friends' dating horror or your love stories. Share them with yes. us. So please email them to thenotbookpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. 
and uh, you can check us out at the Notebook podcast on social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook and we update those regularly or you can check everything about us on the notebookpodcast.com yeah and we hope you tune in for our next week's episode that'll be out on Sunday and hope to talk to you guys then Mm. bye see ya why are you like this (laughs) (laughs) no it's late (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>